Hello listeners, welcome to today's story, David's Journey into the City. Well listeners, today was an interesting day. It was the first time in six weeks that I got on a bus. It was the first time in six weeks that I went into the centre of Adelaide. It was the first time in six weeks that I tested out what my cane skills were like doing anything more than from home to local shops, home to local cafe, you know, home to go for a walk around the block. I have to say when I lined up at the bus stop this morning, which is part of my normal walk for doing other things, there was half a knot in my stomach going, what's this going to be like? What state are my cane skills in? How good is the map in my head that lets me wander around the world? When the bus pulled up, it was really interesting. My sense of, oh, is this going to be hard work, went up for a sec. And then I went to check, okay, where's the edge of the footpath in front of me? Where's the edge of the bus doorway? What's the distance I have to step? What's the height difference between the footpath and the bus? Where's the left-hand edge of the open door? And historically, I would have just had the cane go out. It would have swept from the footpath to the bus. That would have given me distance and height. And in the same sweep, I would have found the left-hand edge of the door to put myself at the left-hand side. Today, I got the height and distance right, but I had to do a second sweep to work out where the left edge of the bus door was. And what was really interesting is I was immediately aware that years of experience, sort of default, unconscious activity didn't work perfectly, but that without really thinking or worrying, I was able to fill in the gap. I went, oh, I don't have all the information, and just did a second little sweep with a cane of left and right to situate myself in the door, stepped on, and felt relieved that something that, I guess for you sighted people listening, so simple, you step on the bus. And yet from a blind perspective, it's a very specific activity that's different every time you do it. Went, found a seat, sat down, and then had to go, okay. Habitually, I know that when I feel the bus going over the the bridge, over the River Torrens, and you get the thud, thud, little gap, thud, thud, little gap, thud, thud, of the expansion joint in the bridges, or the expansion joints in the bridge, that's when I know to press the button for my stop. That worked fine. I'm going, hey, this is going all right. Press the button. Bus pulls into my stop. Door opens. I get to the door, no problem. Do the sweep of, okay, here's the edge of the step. Here's the footpath. Sweep enough of the footpath to work out I can safely step down off of the bus. Do that all fine. And stick to my rule, which really made me happy that it unconsciously worked of stepping off the bus and then stopping dead, which you know, can be a problem for someone behind me, but honestly, I don't care because it keeps me safe. And then you sweep in front of you. And straight in front of me, literally 20 centimetres in front of me, where I'd stepped, was a bin. The bus driver had parked directly in front of a bin. Now, I don't think people do things like this deliberately, but I wonder how often in the last six weeks this driver has had blind people on his bus and whether he's out of practice. And normally I would have turned around and looked at him and said, mate, did you have a choice to park somewhere other than in front of the bin? 
and not being too mean about it, but just being a little bit pointed. Whereas today it was like, well, I really don't give a shit whether he's just out of habit or a dickhead. What's really significant today is I just dealt with that and dealt with that fine and the unconsciousness worked. So then I started walking along North Terrace. That was really interesting in that it's a straight line. But I found myself so busy listening to the fact that North Terrace had hardly any people moving. I could only hear one or two sets of shoes on the footpaths anywhere in the area around me. And I had to go, hang on, dum-dum, you can't be listening to the world today, you know, for extraneous noise. I know it's weird being back in the CBD, but you need to concentrate in case anything's changed. So went along, got to Kintore Avenue, waited the lights, went to press the light button, and remembered, oh, at the moment we don't have to press them, they're all on auto. Crossed, went around the silly statue of Edward the something, that all went okay got to the lights to cross North Terrace, and it was really interesting. The old habit of going, okay, am I close to where I need to cross yet? And the light at that crossing is often very quiet. So what was very interesting is I immediately started listening for, okay, cars are slowing and stopping. Right, pay attention to the frontmost motor that's still, because just in front of that's going to be the light, and that's where I need to get to. And Whereas until that point, I'd been getting distracted and going between being very deliberate and then my concentration wandering to listen to how few people there were around. Suddenly, it was like, oh, right. The unconscious cues and clues of doing, you know, using the cane properly were popping up. Crossed that, headed towards the corner of North Terrace and Charles Street to walk down towards the mall. And on the corner of Charles Street and North Terrace, like the last time I was out in March and walked through here, They'd blocked off the corner and had like a barrier around it. They're obviously doing something. And the barrier was still there this morning. Next thing, a guy calls out to me, oh, mate, do you need a hand? And I said, oh, wow, mate, this was in pieces of last time I was here in March. And he chuckled and said, yeah, it's a four-month job. Would you like to take my arm and walk around it? I thought, oh, thanks. Nice. And what I realized is it was quite a big, oh, that's a relief. And it was because I was wondering what was going to happen today if I encountered anyone whether they were going to feel comfortable in this world of social distancing to offer a blind person an arm. So I found that really relaxed a bit of the the knot in my stomach about what it was going to be like using the cane and being blind in the city today. So he guided me past that, told me how far the barrier went. Off I went down Charles Street, headed to Adelaide Arcade, went to the shaver shop, got myself you know, the stuff I needed, Went upstairs, went and had a haircut at Slick Lobster. Then thought, oh, well, that's all gone really well. Let's walk down to BTS and get a pink coffee. And all of you have heard about pink coffees before. Walked past an A-frame and the cane went past it. And the back of my hand hit it. And I stopped dead for a second and went, okay, that's annoying. But that's a normal annoying. That happens to me immaterial of whether I've been somewhere for weeks. That happens whether I do or don't have half a knot in my stomach about, wow, what's the map going to be like? That's a normal fuck up. Okay, that just happens with the cane. It's when essentially the thing above ground is higher or wider uh, than where the cane went and stuff like that just happens. Didn't, you know, break the skin, didn't hurt my coat. Everything's all right in the world. Got to BTS, had my coffee, 
that was awesome. Once again, um, the person at the cafe happily offered me an arm to walk to a table without even thinking about it, which was a nice thing to go. It's one thing to be socially isolated or socially distanced, but from a blind perspective, I think I had a genuine fear that social distance could actually become a form of social isolation if people were afraid of interacting. You can't really do social distance when you need to touch everything. You can't really do social distance when you need to you know, ask people, can you take an arm? Or, you know, so nice to have people offered. Had my coffee, then went and saw, you know, Liam from Ozcast in the studio and chatted to him for a bit and realised how much I miss the studio. And even though I hate the carpet on top of the table because it's terrible feeling synthetic stuff, well, maybe it's not synthetic. Maybe it's just terrible feeling carpet. But it's familiar and the studio is such a nice place and I enjoy being in there so much. I was like, oh, wow, we'll be able to start moving the podcast back. Went from talking to Liam in the studio, walked along Perry Street. So this is an interesting thing. The map in my head was okay today, but it wasn't perfect. It had fuzzy edges and little details missing. Crossed uh, Perry and King William, was heading to bus stop W2, and thought, well, okay, I need to find the tactiles on the ground for W1. Uh, missed them, which is not the end of the world because I missed them before. I think the tactiles um, have a couple of things like manhole covers connected to them. So sometimes the cane finds that and I miss the tactiles. So when I got to W2, which is what I needed, I actually went beyond it and then into, ran into my friend Alexander. I said, Alexander, where's W2? He's like, behind you. I'm like, oh, okay, I did miss it. Well, that's okay because I miss that fairly regularly. Again, that's not that I'm screwing up today particularly because often what I do is walk past that to Grenfell Street and then go back the 12 or 13 metres to the bus stop. The nice ladies at the bus stop said, hey, what bus do you need? We can let you know when it comes. So even though there was no need there for physical contact, I loved the fact that they just immediately you know, saw the cane and were willing to be helpful. That made me feel sort of, this is turning out to be a really nice day. You know, this thing of seeing how the map works, seeing what my cane skills like, it's all going okay. Coming home, easily worked out from what the bus was doing that I was near home. And again, the unconscious stuff was just working. Did the walk home and went, I thought I might get home and be exhausted. But when I got home, I was really pleased that even though there'd been some little wobbles where I couldn't concentrate real well, there were some little wobbles where I had to work harder. In the main, the conscious training for years to burn how to use the cane, how to listen, how to move carefully, how to stop if you're not sure, wait a sec, check again and then move. That you never just jump in with the cane. You wait, investigate, then move. How even though it wasn't perfect, it was good. And the reason I wanted to record this and describe a chunk of my day to all of you is so often on the podcast, I'm trying to persuade you, convince you, cajole you to do disciplined practice, to burn into your unconscious the things you want to be able to do the way you want to do them. So all you have to do is give the executive order. So executive orders today were use the cane, go to the bus, get off the bus, walk to Adelaide Arcade, go to the shaver shop, go to Slick Lobster, walk to the Epworth building, get a coffee, 
walk back to W2 to get the bus, walk home. And what was fantastic about today is even though it wasn't as slick as it would be when I was doing these kind of walks all the time, it was still good. And it proves something that I've always believed in, but I feel maybe I'm overstating it when I say it to other people. And that is when something's going to be difficult or you haven't done something for a while, don't try and rise to the occasion. Make sure that you've trained yourself so well that all you have to do is rest on your level of training. The traditional thing is to say, you know, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall to the level of your training. I don't want to say fall in this point because fall from a blind perspective means I've got it horribly wrong and fucked up and I've fallen down. I would much rather say train so that on a difficult day, you don't rise to the occasion, you rest on the quality of your training. And that's what I did today and it confirmed to me why doing the work to do things carefully and right is so worthwhile because I wondered if today could rattle my confidence for a while more than just the initial knot in my stomach. And I've come home going, it's just confirmed that even after a six week gap of doing things, as long as I rest on the training I've done, I'll be okay. I hope that's a little bit interesting for everyone. That's all I think I've got to say today. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're enjoying being able to go out and do a bit more. I really enjoy being able to go out and do a little bit more. And I look forward to start doing podcasts that don't constantly touch on COVID-19. It's just been such a big thing in all our heads. And I guess we'll be able to move away from it unless we get a second wave. And if we get a second wave, well, we'll deal with that like we deal with everything else through disciplined practice, having good ideas, and working out how to build a process that we can double down on practice and get good at. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the OzCast Network. Peace out. Peace out.